With live without Nate, this is live like, without you know, Nate. Well, it's like uh, tight robin without a net. That's it. Well, <laughs> Nate, Nate decided to come to the Moscone Cup and hang around for four days with the big boys, and now he's suffering for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that golden rule: don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, we are here. I'll be running the show today. So Nate's to you, a little bit of sabbatical. He's recovering from his uh, alcoholic remorse, and. Uh, so we're going to talk some Moscone Cup. All three yeah. of us were there. All three yeah. of us will have our own impressions about how it went, I guess. Overall, first of all, overall, what did you think of the setup? What did you think about uh, uh, the, 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 the match as a whole itself, as a, as a competition? What were your overall experiences? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Mike. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've got nothing but positives for this Moscone Cup from the from the venue to the uh, production uh, to the atmosphere, you know, the play was, was, was really tough and intense. And, you know, the table between the table being so tight and the, uh, you know, the, the heat coming so much from the crowd, uh, there were a lot of mistakes by players. You don't usually see missed balls. Uh, it was, it made for really compelling, compelling stuff. I, I, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. I mean, this was my first Moscone cup in person and seeing, um, you know, I watch it every year. So I become that guy, you know what I mean? Who's at home just kind of like <laughs> going nuts, going nuts for four days, whatever. So to, to be in the arena with the level of intensity at the, that the audience was bringing, was pretty special and to see how much the audience had an impact on the play. I know for sure there was, there was obvious balls that were missed because of the crowd, um, you know, on, on the European side. And so that, that really added, I think a lot of value for team USA and they really, really made it uncomfortable most of the time, uh, for team Europe. There was, a my only critique of the crowd was there was like, these huge swells of energy in certain matches. And then people were like, Oh wow. What a <laughs> match I want. And, then, and then they go to the bathroom and get a beer or something. And then the next match would come right. It was out, usually the second match. Big, it was usually oh. the second match of the day. Cause people would get in there early right, so for the first be, match and they really geeked out right. for the first match. And then the yeah. air kind of goes out of the building for like the first half of the second match. Right. So they kind of, they kind of give an advantage to team Europe that second match. And I'm like, I lost my voice the first day. So like the first day, I was I was getting crappy looks from people because I was in the European uh, side of it, um, sitting just on the borderline of Team Europe. But you know, people were giving me like side eye looks and stuff because I was just so intense. I lost my voice the first day, so I was like just trying my best to continue <laughs> to support the team as that's much our, as I could. That's a rookie error. That's I'm a like, rookie error. You've got, you've got know, to pace know, yourself for four days. Yeah, I can't. There's no. There's zero percent chance I'm gonna like not you know, just turn it up a hundred percent anyway. So, so that was, that was the only thing that I was, I was like, come on guys, you got to keep, you know, you got to stay with it. You got to really, because they're obviously feeling it. Like you can tell, even, even during those lulls, you could tell that they're really kind of like, you know, being mindful of what the crowd was doing and the pressure. The overall experience was really incredible. I think, I think Matchroom did a wonderful job in putting together the show and, um, you know, we can get into the, the particulars about the competition, uh, but overall is a pretty special experience. And I think I think for me, the big takeaway as somebody who's on the outside looking in and want to compete in something like this, 
you get a context for all the talk online and how little it actually means when it comes to the actual day of, you know, because everybody was talking about how Europe was dead stealing and they're going to beat them 11 to 2 and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, day one, USA is up 3 to 1. You know what I mean? And if, if Earl wins that first match in day two, we're having a different conversation, I think, uh, for how the rest of the cup goes. And honestly, we were, you know, two balls away in a couple of different matches, maybe a couple fluke safeties that Europe got on the last day that, that kind of helped keep USA at bay. This, this cup was very competitive and very close. And, you know, despite all the, you know, what you want to say about the picks and all this other stuff, you know, you don't really get a context for what it's like to compete in there until you've been there and seen it happen. So all this nomenclature and talk about, oh, well, you know, this team is 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 uh, is stealing or whatever. All that's great. That's all great on paper. But you know, when you hear twenty five hundred people screaming down your neck and you got to cut a ball down the rail and your partner just got a little bit of bad shape and you hear the crowd going, oh, you know, it's a different story. You know, it's totally different. Uh, uh procedure so yeah i thought it was pretty awesome how you know just to watch it from the outside looking at it and saying man uh pretty impressive you know how the team fought and and how much you know all this other stuff's got to be left at the door you just got to make the balls when you get there yeah yeah i thought it was i, I thought it was a I, I thought it was a great event i i really enjoyed it there, there were times during it where i was sitting in my chair thinking we don't have to win this match here. We this yeah. this could go the other way, you know. And there were a couple of turning yeah. points during the match, you know, a couple of missed balls at vital times. If they go the other way, you know, it's a different match. There's really there really wasn't a lot in it. But that's what we always say at the start. You know, it's it's still nine ball race to five. There's not a huge amount sure. between these guys. People can talk about Fargo differences, but you know, a forty yeah. point Fargo difference in a race to five in that arena. It doesn't have to make much of a difference, to be honest. You know, right. and uh, we did see there was. I got to admit, from a European side, there was a couple of matches where, you know, we did get all the rules. You know, and uh, they, they, they could be going the other way. Yeah, J- Jason missing <laughs> that ball and Shane looking. Yeah, yeah, that was Jason doing some rolls in that match. Miss a shot by six inches and then yeah. uh, I was walking. <laughs> I was I was walking back into the arena because I went to the bathroom real quick, and I walked back in, and Alex Lady's walking in. I'm like, I thought I thought Jason was Scottish. <laughs> and he's like, he, he is Scottish. I'm like, then why is he playing with with with, with the luck of the Irish then? Yeah. And he was like, oh, there's a lot of heat out there. There's a lot of heat out there. But in that very same match, Shane was missing balls by half a diamond as well. It was, oh, yeah. It, it yeah, was, yeah, there was that one game where they both just kept taking oh, it was, the they had a, they had a ten minute period. And it was terrible. Could, could you imagine somebody who'd never watched pool before and this comes up on the TV and they think, I think yeah. I'll watch the Moscone Cup and it yeah. just happened to be that 10 minutes yeah. that they watch. Yeah. They think... And, these well, are two of the best players in the world. The best players in the world. They yeah. can't even get within six inches of the pocket. <laughs> it was a crazy ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So we, you mentioned the crowd there. I think it's a good place to stop. I to start. I think personally. I mean, I've been my first Moscone Cup was two thousand and ten. I missed two thousand and eleven because of the birth of my first daughter, and obviously there was the COVID edition in two thousand and twenty. Other than that, I've been every single Moscone Cup since two thousand and ten. I can categorically say without a doubt, not even close, that is the best American crowd that I've experienced. It was oh yeah, it was insane. I gotta give some credit to Billy Thorpe. I mean, he was talk about <laughs> putting energy into that crowd. He was going insane, you know. And, and there's something wrong with that boy. There's something wrong with him. But 
I mean, he was there. He was given. He was. He was. He was rooting for his team. He was getting the crowd going. You know, there were a couple of calls at certain stages that you think, yeah, you shouldn't really be shouting that kind of nonsense. But yeah. In general, yeah. in general, I thought they behaved great. They were loud. They did everything yeah. they could to get behind the team, and they, they were there like a seventh man, you know. And he, you yeah, could. Sure. It's like you said. You could feel the difference in the arena when the if the atmosphere just dropped slightly, whether it be people going to for the bathroom after a match or to get another drink. But when they yeah. were in full flow and they were all present, wow, what an atmosphere! It was insane. It was it was. I've never I've never experienced a, a crowd against me the way that they were. I think I mean we had there was a lot of the European fans that couldn't make it over. It's a different it's a different financial yeah. package nowadays than it was. The last time we went, you know, everything's a bit more expensive. Plus, you've got some COVID restrictions for some people that I know personally who, who are not vaccinated. They couldn't make it over. But listen, even if we had a full complement of the European fans over there that go every single year to Vegas, it's in Vegas, we'd have struggled to keep up with uh, the American fans. I thought they were insane. I thought it was great. Yeah. It, it, yeah, this was the first time that I can remember even. No, that's okay. Man. I was going to say, it's, 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 it's just, to me, it's like a numbers game. Now they're getting... Yeah. 2000 American fans, you know, if when it was, you know, 600 total fans, 250 of them would be European. Mm. When it was a thousand, you know, um, uh, total fans, 300 would be European. So now that it's 2000, yeah, 350 European. So the, the, the difference in, you know, the size of, you know, who's, who has a bigger piece of the pie in the stands is getting to be noticeably yeah. uh, to the side of the Americans. And, and that just makes for more fun and makes for louder noise because you know, you're in the majority of, of people. And uh, um, I thought it was just fantastic. And what people have to realize is that, listen, when you have 2,500 people in there, you're going to have a dozen real jerks who are going to sure. say stupid, mean, personal, whatever kind of things. And, um, you know, but let's just stop the whole blame game of, you know, Americans are jerks and European fans are always great. And European fans are always are shit. And American no, fans it, are always great. Give it up. It's, it's, it's sports fans in general, no matter sure. what sport they're watching, you're going to get, you're going to get a percentage in there who are just, who just don't get it. And it just aren't, you know, nice. And and realistically, I'd love to see this get to the point where they just, as soon as someone says something like that, just grab them by the back of the neck and throw them out. I mean, I have Absolutely. no problem with that. I don't 100%. care whether it's European, American, big, small, man, woman, it doesn't matter. They say the wrong thing. Especially after zero the third tolerance, round. You get know them I mean? out. I have no problem with that. Especially after the third round of drinks or whatever, you know what I mean? People start getting a little loose. Well, it's, it's, um, it's, it's generally, generally, it's probably a little bit worse uh, when it's in London. And I admit the stuff yeah. that I heard last year when it went in London, I I, I was embarrassed by some of the stuff that, that, that some of the sure. fans were shouting. But like you said, there's a certain percentage in any population that are just yeah. idiots. But in London, it starts in the evening, so they've had a whole afternoon of drinking, right. whereas in the USA, it's 11 o'clock, so you're lucky if you've had an hour of drinking. You've had to get out of bed yeah. pretty early to get drunk for an 11 o'clock start. I've, I've, I've seen Moscone referees verbally point out you know, yeah. people in London say, "Hey, you say that again. You do something like that again." Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. We didn't get to that point here, but maybe it was just there were so many people. But 
But it was just but a yeah, very occasional one. It was nothing very. I mean, I mean some also, people are getting upset with the whole Joshua Filler. Uh, oh, Joshua Filler sucks. I personally think that's all right. That's, yeah, that's clever. I thought that's that was the worst. That. If that's the yeah, worst you do, it's, if that's the worst you do, it's okay. Yeah, I don't uh, mind that. That's the whole crowd getting involved in it. And okay, you yeah, haven't yeah. made up your own song. You've used one of ours, which I think is a bit lame. But you know, at least you're <laughs> you're getting involved in it. You know. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's all right. You know, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. And it didn't bother Joshua very much. I mean, he no, he doesn't care. Yeah. But yeah, this okay, was the so first time uh, that I that I that I even saw a crowd, a U.S. crowd, that reminded Pally stuff online. And I've seen I've seen, you know, from a perspective of like a viewer, like wow, that crowd is super intense. This is the first time I, I, <laughs> I imagined or saw a U.S. crowd. I was like, man, they they got action. But I have a feeling next year, wherever it's going to be in Europe, they're going to just roast. It's roast kind of a different. It's a different crowd over there, isn't it, Jim? I mean, I think I think I think realistically. And this isn't a knock or whatever, you know. I think there are more pool fans at the U.S. event uh, because this is a destination stop, and and you've got a pretty huge pool community in London. It's no different than you know the thousand guys who go out to the darts on a Friday night to drink beer and just yell as loud as they can yell. And right. so I think from a from a pool knowledge standpoint, I thought that the U.S. crowd. Uh, this year was really top notch, um, and sure. and I think that that does have a little bit of difference in in how tilt they they tend to go from one side to the other. Yeah, very much the 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 the, the European crowd in Europe uh, generally they cre- they try to create as kind of a soccer match uh, yeah. atmosphere, or like you said, the darts. Right. Um, and it's very it's very easy for the match itself to get lost in amongst all that. You know, and then there's no quiet during important shots. Uh, they're not really paying attention. I, I had the impression last year a lot, of, a few groups weren't really paying attention to the match. Um, so yeah, but you, you did notice it there when 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 the referee raised his finger. People were aware he was raising his finger. Sure. They, they they sat there and went shh, <laughs> like three or four minutes. But they, they were aware that there was a yeah, yeah. you know, and, and players yeah, yeah. don't mind that. As a player myself, and, and real time, you don't mind a continuous noise. It's yeah, the right. it's sure. the one voice that shouts something stupid while you're over the shot. That's the one yeah. that, that sure. gets in your head, and that's the one that will disturb you. A yeah. continuous noise, we don't care about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then it just gets to be part of the background. Yeah. So yeah. let's go into day one. As usual, as usual, it seems to be at the moment. USA get off to a good start by winning the team match. Yeah, it seems to be a bit of a thing now. Uh, the last time that Europe won the team match, I think, was 2017. 2016 or 17. Or, 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 no, you know what? They won it in 18. They won the team match in 18. Yeah, because they went up 2 nothing before yeah. Tyler had his series match against Niels, right? So, so, um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, it's so become, it's becoming a little bit of a trend now. Is it, do, you, do you see any reason behind that? Well, I, I mean, I know I it, for me, it seemed like Europe... It's, it's, it's one rack too much for... Fun. It's one rack per player, right? So you just, you know, there's there's some players yeah. who just never stepped up to the table uh, because some of them. It's a concentration down, thing, so isn't it? It's a okay. concentration thing. Be 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 ready when it's your turn, you know. And I got a little bit of the impression for the European team that they weren't really putting themselves. See, they haven't started yeah, strong. They, they were just in the they, last they weren't ready for, kind of, or they weren't. See, and I'm I'm surprised because Alex, uh, you know, that was kind of his one of his big pushes this year was it's important to win the team match. And I think it's because he's got the favorite and he's looking for any way he can to get them, 
you know, focused and, and dialed in when they, when they know they're the favorites. And so he really pushed the team match, but I just think, you know, you can be as ready as you want to be, but if it's your turn to play and you get the break and you don't get anything on the break, there's not a lot you can do about it. If you're sitting there and the other person breaks and they get an open table and run out, there's not really, you know, so I didn't see any poor play in there or not being prepared or ready. I just think that, you know, the U S won the leg, had more, you know, break opportunities and, and took advantage of them. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the team match, you know, it's always good. It was great for the U S to win that team match because it really got the crowd uh, to start to realize what kind of impact they could have on the event. Right. No, it's crucial, especially with the crowd, like to get to make team Europe, feel them right away. You know, so I felt like there was a couple matches where Europe got control and the crowd got quiet. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't just make it like a normal tournament for them where they're just comfortable, you know, running balls and playing, you know, the quiet background. As soon as you let, as soon as you let these guys get comfortable, then you're in trouble. Yeah. You've got to keep the so heat let, on them. You've got to keep the intensity high. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I feel like uh, the, the early start with, with, with the with the team match, get the crowd settled in and get them pumped up. That's a that's a big a big thing, and it also just adds some speculation and doubt to the European players who are probably already feeling pressure. They're going to be susceptible to pressure. You know, I thought uh, Francisco played played well, but he showed signs of being susceptible to to some pressure. Jason yeah. early early did not play well. Like he didn't play well really until I didn't think he played well the whole tournament. I mean, right, I thought exactly. there was that I mean, one singles match where he. Ran, he, he had just lost doubles and he came <laughs> in, I think it was on day three. And, that happened and a couple of times for Europe. David, yeah, David, once, David, with David, David once, with David once, with David once and with and yeah. with Jason once, yeah. they came yeah. out. And, and, and in both cases, uh, it happened because their breaks were unbelievable. Yeah. Both yeah. of them just went and broke like monsters and the table opened up for them and they just ran out. Right. Those, those were those two matches. But I think overall, I, I did not think Jason played played well. No, no. This is probably the worst cup he's played in a while. Maybe it's been maybe, it's been a little bit yeah. indicative of his entire season. You know, he just just yeah. not quite there. Just, I mean, he did it at the international, obviously, but he, the international is a place where he, he seems to just feel at home. Yeah, you know, even right. when it was a U.S. Right. Open, it's he has these tournaments where he walks in and it's almost like ah, this is this is home for me. You know, turning stone international. You know, he just feels. As he walks in, and it's, it's almost like his confidence yeah. rises, and other people look at him and say, "Oh, here comes Jay again," you know. But um, we that, talked said, about that said, he went three for three in singles. Exactly, so, he won his singles. You know, that's, to say that. he that's, won his singles that's, matches. That's where you win. That's where you win the cup is in the singles yeah. matches. But and they were they were we, we mentioned that coming back from a losing doubles and winning your singles match. We talk about momentum all the time in the Moscone Cup. How important momentum is, and these are the moments where. Where they managed to, after losing their match, they managed to come back out, play strong, and stop the, any momentum happening because it would be—it's more chance. Or you think it would be the Americans would be thinking, "Great, we've got him again. He's just lost. He's just played pretty poorly in his doubles. Now he's coming back out again. This is our chance to build some momentum." And right, both right. himself and David—they stopped that momentum at that time, and they basically, you know, sort of shut the door. Yeah. The USA getting any runs going, which uh, which is always yeah. important in a Moscone Cup, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so the, Alex puts out Francisco and David in the first doubles, which I knew he was going to do. That was kind of the obvious one to get, yeah, right, to get the, right. the rookie out there as quick as possible, his best mate. Right. And they crushed it. They played great, you know. And I didn't hear the Federer shout as much as I expected to. I really thought that the USA were going to go nuts on the whole Federer shout, but they never really did it. 
Not not much. Not much. And I don't yeah. know that it would have flustered David much, anyways, unless it was you know a, a tense you personal know, thing. Yeah, yeah, a, a latent a tournament and crowd really jumping on him, but they really didn't do that much. But yeah, yeah, he looked really good right out of the gate. Were you surprised at USA's uh, who Jeremy put out for the first doubles? Were you surprised it didn't be like super strong? I was, was it Erlen Oscar? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was surprised by a lot of his moves in the first couple of days. Um, uh, and I haven't really talked to him in depth about it yet, but uh, that one kind of surprised me. Um, and it surprised me because of how much Earl was stacked into the second day. You know, it wouldn't have surprised me as much if he's like, okay, we're going to get Earl out there right away, get his feet wet a little bit. We're not, we can't be trailing too much more than a game and, you know, more than a point in the match. So it's not, it's not a critical moment. So I, so to me, it wasn't that surprising that he'd run them out there early and see how he, see how he did. Uh, but, um, you know, that was, that was a, a, a pretty sound beating. Yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't so surprised that Earl was out there, but I would have thought that, you know, you've got to expect it to be the Spanish. You know, you know yourself as a captain, you've got one rookie, you get him in there as quick as possible. Same yeah. reason that he's put Erlen as quick as possible to get his feet wet and get him right. into the, the tournament. It would have made more sense for me. I mean, it's always hindsight. Stick him in there with Shane on the first one. That's the guy he's more com most comfortable playing with is Shane. Yeah. Right. You know? So stick right. him out there. If you're going to put him in the first double, stick him out with the, the, the guy that he's most comfortable with. You know? Yeah. Not saying yeah, the, the, the result would have been different, but, you know, it makes more what sense. What was the second the, the second doubles match that day was who? Was Shane it, uh, and Tyler. Against Shane. Albin and... Against uh, uh, Albin and Jason. Jason, yeah. So yeah. Sky, Sky, yeah. Sky played singles. Yeah. yeah, so right. Sky, Sky, Sky plays his, Sky plays his first singles, which 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 I kind of expected because Shane normally yeah. is the last singles on day one, which turned out to be pushed to. So for me, it made sense for, and I was a little bit surprised that Alex put filler in there because. So recently, it would have been. Um, Sky seems to Sky always seems to get the better of filler, you know, and it proves Shane, to be the same again. Shane yeah. and so it would it would have been Shane and Earl and then Tyler and Oscar, at, at, to close the day. With with right, Skyler if you had to switch them around, but yeah. if you don't, if you don't put Tyler or Oscar in the in the same, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Shane and Earl won their run, won that key doubles match mm -hmm. later in the cup, and yeah. I think you're right. Maybe it would have been good for Earl to get up there and score. I think the biggest takeaway for me with Earl was how I didn't expect him to be so negative on himself from the get-go you know i'm so used to kind of seeing earl even at the international open he was pretty confident and just got out there and buried the ball so i think if we would have had that version of earl at the Moscone cup it's a different cup i think we win because I, I i had counted on and i think i said on this podcast earl needs to win three points in order to justify the pick and three points i think we can win the cup and he only really yeah. won one and the one that he won uh shane kind of you know, carried him across the line a little bit because he was, he was, it seemed like to me like he was really struggling uh, mentally. <clears throat> so um, I think it's crucial. Earl's obviously not a rookie, but he's older and he's got a lot of pressure on himself, you know, to do well. So that might have been a good spot to put him with Shane right off the, uh, right off and um, get him going together, you know, get him feeling good. That might have been good. Because, um, you know, Francisco and, and David, they play obviously great together, defending World Cup of Champs. But Sky and Shane took care of them. You know what I mean? I think they're our best doubles team, and Team USA has been playing really well within the doubles. 
overall. I think just the cultural consistency across the stuff here where Europe has to deal with different, you know, culturalities and different uh, dispositions and it's not uniform, even though there's five players, but you have a German and you have a Scotsman and you have, you know, some Spaniards and you have different people here. They're just five Americans. So it's kind of like a little bit more synergy. It feels like in, in the teams. Um, but um, yeah, my, my disappointment, I guess with Earl was more just his mindset. I don't care if he goes out there and plays bad, but to defeat yourself, I think is, 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 is the biggest most unconscionable thing. And I didn't like some of the things I saw from him mentally. So I think that was kind of frustrating. I think I think for Earl, he's so used to, to venting. You know, people say that he's trying to shark or he's arguing with people or he's always talking to people. That for him is a way of, of, of venting his own frustrations. Now, he was very within himself, but then all his frustrations stay within himself. Yeah. You know, and if he's turning around to his coach and saying, I'm not fit enough to do this, this is, you know, that I'm, I'm not... You know, to I, me, that's that's the biggest the biggest cardinal sin that you can have as a competitor is to not believe that you can go out there and win one match. Like if you don't think you can get out there and win one match, then you can't be lobbying to be on the team. You don't deserve to be on the team. Because he yeah. handled the crowd and the atmosphere. I felt like he handled it quite well. It's fine. He just got yeah, I mean, I think, the, the one thing that he did was the thing we least expected him to do, and that was not right. be confident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we expected him to go off the rails, or we expected him right. there to fight, or we expected whatever. What, Maybe you he to. what you did not expect for him to do is to uh, take the self-pity route and let yeah. that affect his game and his his teammates. Uh, but one of the points that I was I wanted to make on the doubles thing is that where you know we talked about maybe Shane should have been with Earl or Shane, but I I don't you know I think that Shane and Skyler you know if you know that you're sending David and Francisco out at a certain time. You know, I think that that's who you try to run out there as often as you can. You know that you're going to get them as the fans pick for doubles because you know the singles is going to be Earl, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I would have found ways to trot them out there as a pair as, as many times as I could in that tournament because you knew you were already getting one freebie. So theoretically, you could run them out a second time, right? Or well, they did, time. Twice. They did, they did run them a second time, but yeah. couldn't you do it a third time? Shane and Skyler, you mean? Don't think yeah. you can have three of the same. No. Okay. No, you, they were probably going to be the fans' doubles, and they were they were in doubles uh, on day two, I think. Um, yeah, they were in doubles yeah. on day two as well, or day yeah. three, day three. Yeah, you 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 only get one plus a fans' choice. I think is yeah. is the way that it it'll work. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, to me, that was the most disappointing thing. Just kind of seeing because when Earl ran out, you know, the racks that he I mean, he was up three zero against Jason. The crowd was really behind him and you can tell they were really pumped you know pumped to watch earl play well so he tends to on with kind of stuff that the crowd gives him you know he, he will go off the deep end too on the negative stuff but um you know the crowd really wanted him to get there you know what i mean and run out and and beat him uh, but it was, really, it was, a, it was amazing how how little had to go wrong for the whole house of cars just to fall apart from him. yeah it's like it was, it was like one ball he couldn't recover from that one missed opportunity yeah, I mean, everybody's going to miss. Everybody misses balls, you know. He I mean, even said that in the press conference, we're all going to miss balls on this table. 100%. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone's going to miss a ball. If you think you're not going to miss a ball, you're an idiot. We're all going to miss a ball. First ball he misses, boom, head gone. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he gives away a 3 0. You got you to yeah. settle down and just. Yeah. And he was up on Alvin, too. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0
Yeah. I mean, he was putting himself, I think it was just maybe a little bit of self-sabotage when you, you want something so bad. Sometimes you kind of, you know, can come up to the precipice of it and then like kind of break down that, that happens sometimes in performance and stuff. So it is what it is. It sucks that we didn't get more points from Oscar too. Cause you know, he, he, I know has played been playing solid, but he, contributed i think zero points outside of the, the i almost feel like i didn't see him play well that's the thing and, and that's yeah. you know and we're kind of getting a little ahead of ourselves on you know doing it instead of day one day two we're kind of jumping back and forth which is fine but um you know one of the things that that puzzled me was earl had more opportunities at the table than oscar or tyler and i didn't understand right. how jeremy could let that happen because he knew he was his most questionable uh, the most questionable person on the team. And, uh, you know, uh, Oscar had, you know, one singles match and two doubles matches and that, and that was it. And so you didn't get that opportunity. And, and, and Oscar, as far as, you know, you know, striking the ball and, and actually didn't play that poorly. Um, didn't get a lot of opportunities in a couple of matches, but, you know, um, but I was surprised that, that Earl ended up with more opportunities than either Tyler or, or Oscar. Yep. He seemed Even to, taking he's... into account that you knew he was going to be that fan's choice for the singles. He played three doubles matches. Yep. Why is Earl Strickland playing three doubles matches? I didn't, that's the part that I didn't understand. That wasn't a fan's choice. Jeremy put him into doubles three times. And that, that to me didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. Do you feel like, do you, perhaps it's a, it's a, it's a choice by, to buy Jeremy to not, Upset Earl not to make him feel like the least worthy. Oh, I think I think Jeremy's. You know, he was more concerned about winning than anybody in that arena. Okay, but keeping Errol happy is one of the things you need to do if you're going to have a chance to win. Well, you know, I I suppose. I mean, it's it's he can't be. I didn't think Earl was going to be disruptive to the team if he didn't play. I don't think he was going to kick and scream. I just like I said, I just thought it was it was odd that he trotted him out there three different times for doubles. Yeah. Okay, so we're then we go the the end of day one, and uh, Tyler and Shane, I believe, win against uh, Albin and Jay, uh, oh, Albin and Phillips. Where's, where's yeah. that in the second day? Last doubles on day one. Oh yeah, Jason and Jason and Albin. Jason and Albin. Yeah, uh, and that was uh, that was Shane and Tyler, and, they, and Shane they, and Tyler. they won five four. That was a big. That was big a big game. match. And there were two yeah. five, four matches in a row uh, that the U.S. won and, you know, really got the crowd revved up and into it. Um, and they had that that technical glitch near the end of day one, too, which caused yeah. them to move right. that fan's choice into day two. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was a little bit unfortunate, um, you know, or not. It depends on how you look at it. I mean, if it was going to be Jason against Earl, at least this way you got it on day one, still with a three-to-one lead and a lot of momentum, right? Uh, so uh, the bad side of that is that the second day was was Earl Fest. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I thought at that moment, I thought, you know, you've, see, you've seen everybody play, and I thought, you know, Tyler's striking the ball really well. He played good with uh, together with Shane. He looked like he was sort of smoothing the ball, which is what you need to do on those tables. You want to, you want to take as much speed out of it as you yeah. can and make sure, and rely on your on your stroke. And I thought he looked really, really good in that match. I mean, yeah. end of day one, I'm thinking, if everyone keeps playing, I spoke to Alex, he said, look, I'm happy with the guy, the way my guys are playing. They've, they, you know, we're 3-1 behind. 
But I think if they keep playing at this level, we'll be okay. Which for me indicated he's looking for the Americans to dip in the level slightly. Or yeah, know, possibly. Yeah. I mean, also, you know, I mean, he definitely had to be happier after day one this year than last year, mm -hmm. uh, based on how his team was playing. Last year they they weren't hitting the ball well. They were making bad mistakes. Uh, this year, you're right. They they had played they played pretty well, uh, but they were on the back end of of two five to four scores. So yeah, yeah. Tyler, I think this year at the Moscone Cup, especially leading into the last day, kind of set himself up as distinguishing himself as a, as into the higher tier of American players. Yeah, like, no doubt. There was just there was just like a lot of clean professionalism in, in the way he was delivering the ball that was just everybody was commenting about it like he's playing really high like a really right. high level and i think he had the highest tpa of anybody in the whole event on both sides going into the final day um so he was he's definitely queuing the ball well and playing well and you know um doing what he needs to to kind of contribute for the team so i thought that was great to see because you needed somebody to step up i think he stepped up so it was really you know for those last two spots between uh, Earl and, and Oscar, how much contribution can you get, you know? And I thought Earl had a chance to win, you know, that match, especially against Jason, you know, there's that. And that takes pressure off you because there's little balls throughout the, the tournament that you think about, man, if this person didn't miss this ball and if, you know, this ball hangs or this ball doesn't go in or whatever, like, you know, the cup swings, those are points that go the other way. And it's, um, it's, um, you start to realize the value of every inning. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's the most important thing. Like oh. every ball matters so much. Every rack matters so much. So, so how, how are you guys feeling at three one? Is it, is it? Do you feel like you're in an even match now, or you still think you're underdogs? No, I mean, yeah, like Alex said, three, you know, if you're down three to one in a race to eleven, you don't feel like you're too far out of it, right? right. So it, it certainly helped momentum and helped team morale and helped the crowd to know that you were going into day two up three to one. Uh, so, you know, you're just trying to stay even after three days. That's what you want. You want to be even or ahead after three days because then that puts you in the driver's seat for day four when everything turns to sing singles as far as being able to stack your lineup. So it's just how do we get through the first three days even to me? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, I felt, the, I felt really good after day one. Yeah, that, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. It's like the mission was accomplished for day one, which was to win the session. Every day you just want to win the session. Or if you won the session the day before, you want to at least split the session the next day. Right. So that becomes the goal every day. And Europe won the session every day thereafter. So, um, you know, they they took care of their business, you know what I mean, and kind of rebounded well. So um, Skyler so winning that second singles match at the end of day two kind of helped stabilize and at least keep us tied. You know, but you know, Europe won the session three one the next day. So, so right. the, the session, you know, historically it's been five matches on day one. There would be the right. what's known as the Shane singles at the end of day one. That gets pushed to day two. Much effect does that have on USA? Because for me, that's that 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 has a negative effect for USA rather than you know, because they want they want to have that match on the last that day. That's why Shane plays it. You know, as yeah. that last match because they're looking to go in. You know, they went in. They, they went in on a high. But they end. made it. The, they made it the fans' choice, right? Yes. They made that match the fans' choice, so we knew it was going to be Earl. Yeah. And and then again, it comes to: Do you want Earl playing at the last match of day one when you've got a three-one lead, or would you rather have him 
have everybody sleep on it and, and get well, my, underst up and my, my understanding is they pushed match five and just moved it somewhere else. Match five on day one would never have been the fans' choice. Match match one on day two is always a fans' choice, but that fifth match was taken away and put somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, Earl was yeah, always yeah. going to be playing the first match on day two, regardless of if there was a fifth match or not. Right. Right. Yeah, you're, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And uh, um, I don't remember, because even when they posted the lineups for the first day, they only posted four matches. Stranger. They talked about having five on the first day, and on their schedule on their website, it showed five on the first day. But uh, apparently the schedule but on the that website morning when they showed the schedule, it was they were only committing to four. And so I don't I don't you know I, I don't know what really made them think there wasn't gonna be a fifth even before there was the technical glitch. It seemed like they yeah. were hemming and hawing on whether there was gonna be a fifth match or not. So um yeah, not really sure what happened there. So we and it turns out to be Errol, the day of Errol, really. Yeah, yeah. right. And and that was um, uh, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but to Jim's point, it, it is a momentum breaker, right? Because you, you is momentum a is a big a, a big deal. Also, so like if if Team Europe is starting to feel the pressure day one, and they they tend to start slow historically. And the crowd is breathing down their neck, and you've just won two back-to-back hill-hill -hill matches, and now you got to go up there, and Shane can play with a little bit of confidence and and you know relaxation, thinking like, oh, well, you know, my team's winning, I can go out here and get another point. You know, four one's a big a big lead. You know, I thought it was a big lead for the same reason that Earl's match was a big match, very consequential match at the beginning of day two. But you definitely want to ride that momentum as long as you can. And, you know, you give Team Europe a time, to a, a day to decompress and to, like, let go of whatever happened the first day. They get to breathe on it and just come back and relax and know what they're doing now. And they get to lock in. That's, that's, a, that's, a, big, that, that's a big thing. So, yeah. you, so you're Jeremy Jones. You've picked Al Strickland. You know as soon as you pick Al Strickland right. that your singles fans match is 99% going to be right. Al Strickland. Have you right. dropped the ball by putting him in on day two? In more matches, have you dropped the ball there? Well, I think, I think if you're, what was the rule again? You know, uh, the fans' choice couldn't play in in match six, right? Is the that, fans' choice that? would not be able to play in the doubles. Fans in the doubles, choice. fans' choice, right? Doubles fans choice, yeah, right. Has he dropped yeah. the ball there? I kind of want to protect Earl as well, much as possible. Is my yeah. My, well, is Earl playing three times was on day three, correct? Not day two. Yeah. They, uh, was day three. Is that right? I, I believe so. Um, yeah, because day two was was three to one. Day, day two was only four matches as well. I have to look it up. I was drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. day two was only four matches as well because it was four to four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after and Tyler uh, played the last match, so I was just thinking, did Errol play the? The three matches before? No, the last match on day two was Sky Skyler beating Francisco. Right? Okay, day two. Uh Jason played Errol. Right. Um Shane so that's the guys. that's the fans match. Jason wins that five to three. And right. then it's another singles Joshua against Shane. Correct. And then Tyler and Oscar against Alvin and Josh. 
and then Skyler beat Francisco. So you're four to okay. four going yep. into day three, and day three was the day of Earl. Right. Um, so, and, and that's where I thought, okay, it's four to four at this point. Um, I, I just didn't, I just didn't agree with putting him out there that much. Yeah. And on day, and on day three, it's what we talked about before. Errol's out there three times and Oscar plays one right. singles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's, if it's me, I, I, I want to protect Earl as much as I can. And I'm not sure how much, what the, cause the, the rule set that Matrim has posted on their website is, I guess, outdated now. It doesn't make whatever. So it's kind of hard to see what the rule book is. And if, and if you know, choices predetermine what you can and can't do with other players at certain times, like, I don't have that. I'd love to see what that looks like, you know what I mean? Engineer what the decisions were. But yeah, definitely, I think I want to I wanna keep Earl, um, you know, keep Earl safe as much as I can. Right. So doubles helps. Obviously he did, he did well with, with Shane in that doubles match. And then he went double singles with Sky. Right. And so that makes sense, you know, having a doubles, you know, doubles player then sticking on to the next round, you know, into singles. But those are, you know, two big matches that went the other yeah. way. Yeah, to me, the the biggest match on the third day was was Oscar and Jason, uh, because right. the difference between being down eight six and being tied seven seven is huge when you're looking at the last day, because uh, you know huge. that you're coming out with, you know, a fans choice double, which you know is going to be Shane and Sky, um, and then you then you then you can load singles however you want to do it. You can play that guessing game with the opponent. But if you're trailing eight to six going into day four, now Alex knows that Jeremy has to front load his singles to get the score, try to try to get the score back to even as quickly as he right. can and then take his chances with the last three guys. So I thought that Oscar against um, Jason was, was, was really critical. Uh, you Oscar know, got some played, terrible breaks too. That he, like yeah, he, was great. He, 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 was, he had the worst break of him. You know, he didn't play poorly at all. Uh, he just didn't get the opportunities uh, to to be able to get through the wreck. So I felt really and bad it, for him in that. It was such like I said to me, such a the critical match of the tournament. Yeah, and, and and part of that really has it's hard to kind of say, oh, this person broke bad, or this, I mean, you have a referee's hand racking for you with nine in the spot and the break box. You're really, it's a crapshoot. You know what I mean? We talk about like wanting to have parity on the break, but the only parity, true parity on the break is having a template, especially when you already make the break as hard as you can by putting the nine on the spot and forcing the break box. I think hand racking is outdated. It doesn't give the players an opportunity to, to play their best. So, well, they, they, did, they, have, they, they did have some of the balls were tapped. The yeah, but twelve to fifteen racks. This whole the whole the whole Moscone Cup. There was twelve to fifteen racks that just opened mm. terrible. Nine ball was squeezing out. You have some early racks, stuff like that that comes up because it's just not it's just not done right. There's too much variance. There's several referees who rack the balls terrible. Some referees <laughs> rack the balls we won't fine, name names, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, come on now. How how many times do we have to see this guy rack the balls terrible? Right. You know what I mean? Like. It's just like you got. I understand you want to have uh, unpredictability you know, play and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but to a fault with the template, with the template and the that break standard with the box, 
and everything. We saw that at the International. We saw it at the U.S. Open. There was a lot of play, a lot of back and forth, moving and trying to fight for that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. The thing is the only thing I would take as a – I just think it's silly that we keep doing it, especially it's harder to hand rack for shorter referees also, like with an out of the spot. It's harder to do that. And on a new on a brand new cloth, it's almost impossible to keep the ball to. Uh... Oh, it's 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 really it's hard. It's really hard. So, you're making the referees look bad, and then the players got to deal with like the balls wedging up to one corner or the nine leaking yeah, out was, and all this other stuff. And it, there were a number of Shane's breaks where all the balls were in the that was bottom part. Of, it, and I, I promise you, it's not table. They were all on one side. Looked like he was playing one packet. Yeah. Shane's not hitting the break different than he does, you know, the last six months. This is what he does. He breaks the balls. Like, so yeah. like, yeah. you know, obviously there's variance there and you can't really dial in on what it is until, until you start. Yeah. Cause you got to treat every rack like a dynamic thing, but they're just going to break from the same spot over and over and just pray that they get a good rack. You know what I mean? Right. Cause you know, that's really what you're leaving it up to. So you're actually incorporating more luck, you know, by hand racking the balls with the nine on the spot, I think. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with it as long as the nine balls not continually leaking down to the bottom rail. Well, I think it's day one. What are day two that it started doing that a bunch? Yeah, but right? day one yeah, it, 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 it got kicked a couple of times in the beginning. Yeah, but if it's doing consistently, then you never get that fifty-yard shot on the nine ball. You never get that nine yeah. ball that, that Sky missed in his in his first match against uh, Filler. You know, mm, you never get yeah. those shots. A little bit of pressure, the arm start, and that's what we want to see. We want to see those fifty-yard nine balls on Hill Hill. Getting missed, yeah. you know, or getting twitched, yeah. twitched. You know, you're sick, man. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see them. I want to see them in pain. I want to see them yeah, work right, for them. Exactly. Terrible. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. a good day. A good day for uh, for Europe on uh, day yeah. two. Uh, Sanchez and Alcada. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Um, where am I? God, I might have lost. Yeah, Dave. Well, that's Jason, Dave. Jason beats L five three. Joshua beats Shane five three. Big match that. Um, that was that is what the match would have been on day on number five on day one normally. Sure. Right. Fans match right. jumps in front of it on day two. Right. <clears throat> and then uh, Filler and Albin against Sky against uh, Tyler and Dominguez. You would say, you know, Filler and Albin should be favourites for that uh, most of the time anyway. And and uh, uh, Oscar hadn't really had a proper hit up until that point. I mean, he he played with. Uh, with Errol and the doubles against uh, the Spaniards, and they shut them out basically. So we hadn't really yeah. hit many balls up to that point, you know. Um, and Tyler was playing pretty well, so I ended up five three. Um, and then Skyler comes out. So you, we, we've turned it around. We're four three ahead. Everyone's thinking, "Well, this is it," you know. The momentum talked about the momentum, and uh, Skyler pulled out a, a, a monster performance against uh, Sanchez in the last match yeah. to bring yeah. it back to four four, and then. And then, kind of, everybody's going in happy from there, aren't they? We're we're kind of happy that we're we've we've closed down from two behind to get to four four, and and the American side's happy that you know the match hasn't got away from them after such a, a good start. Yeah, well, that was the match that right. that uh, Skyler was down two to nothing, and he doubled yeah. the six ball length of the table, and then just played monster. Right. But you know, Sky. You know, what can you say about him? He was so good in it's this amazing. tournament. If you if He's you did. Guy. You know, a highlight reel from the tournament. He would have about seventy percent of the shots. He was he was just spectacular. It's crazy. I mean, the 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 bank combination he played, the two nine bank combination he right. played yeah. in, his, in his doubles match with Shane. 
And Shane's just looking all confused. And he says, well, you know, maybe I'll make the nine if I play this shot. And Shane just walked away saying, yeah, whatever you want. want whatever you see. Whatever you <laughs> see. Right. Thank God, Shane. Thank God. And he just goes up and rattles it in. It's like crazy. Well, I had a feeling he was going to try and bank the two around because I was from where I was sitting. I was like behind them, you know, up in the stands. And I'm like, well, this two ball is going right at the nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he wants to move the cue ball forward, you know what I mean? And, and swing the, yeah. swing, swing the, the, the two around. But it's so creative because like if, if he at catches the, the top side of the nine, he probably makes a two. Yeah. You know, if he yeah. doesn't catch any of the nine, he's come forward with the cue ball. So the two is going to bank three rails back around the table. He's got so a lot of balls. He said the two might go in up the top, you yeah. know, and uh, top left. Anything so. can happen. You know, he's it was crazy. straight in. It was straight in. But he's the way Skyler plays at Moscone Cup, you know, if he could play like that every single event he plays in, I mean, he's, it's he's that, there's, a, there's a major in that kid somewhere. There has to be a major title oh, yeah. in him yeah. somewhere if he's able to pull out those kind of performances. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do you think it takes, what, what, it takes does, does he need player. the crowd? Does he need the crowd? Yeah. Does he need the pressure? Does he? I need think to... he does. I think the more pressure, the bigger the crowd, the better he tends to, the more focus he tends to have, and the more confidence he tends yeah. to have. Uh, it's the only way to really, you know, look at it when you see him play the Moscone Cup, and then you see him play other tournaments where he does fine. But, you know, it's it's you know he, he needs to get he needs to get near the finals of more tournaments to get more TV time where there is a crowd there, and then maybe he'll have that same type of performance. But he certainly does just eat it up. And he was so good this year. Crazy. Was, yeah, he's, got, he's, he's got that big stage firepower. You know what I mean? That when, when the limelight is really on, he can really come with it and plays at a high yeah. level. And it doesn't it doesn't cause him to back down. He kind of jumps up to want to. to yeah, he it. doesn't he doesn't change his yeah. shot selections. He commits no. to the same shots he would yeah. do all the time. Doesn't back and, away from and, anything. And he, stays, he stays pretty poised and it's just, you know, he feeds off of it and he, he's able to execute and play at a high level and he He's not definitely not mean, which is why, like, whenever people mention who's going to be the captain's pick, if it went 10 10, like, you're just going to put Skyler up there because they're going to put up filler for sure. And Skyler's going to eat his lunch again because that's just that's just how it is, you know. He's going to mm-hmm. he's going to prepare him a little ham and cheese sandwich and a little Danish and send him on the way. <laughs> well, now tell, tell me, Jim, what do you think? Play. What do you think, Jim? If it if Jason was playing well and it went to 10 to 10, who's the captain's pick? Are you asking who I would pick or who do I think yeah. Alex would pick? I who do you think Alex, Alex picks, would have picked? I think Alex picks filler all the time. Oh, the whole time, even yeah. though Sky has a better record against him. I think so, yeah. I personally, no, I'd be I'd be expecting Skyler to go up there. I wouldn't give him filler. Yeah. It gives him it gives him another reason to play well because he yeah. just loves playing against him. Yeah. You know? It gives him another reason. Yeah, it's, to, it was, it's another reason. 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 Another Filler, his I think number they should make the captain's pick Shan's choice. <laughs> well, the, all the captains oh, no, against no. each other. A one hour, a one hour. A one no, hour they'll put Earl up. They'll put Earl up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you no, could no. put Earl up again. It's good. <laughs> well, no, it, it. that begs the other yeah. question about fans' choice, good or not. Well, why, do, why, why not just turn around and say, you know, you've got an MVP at the end of it. Turn around and say, who's your two MVPs at the moment? Let them battle it out. The winner gets the MVP title as well. You know who's your two, who's your two best players statistically? 
that are up that are up to win the MVP, right? Yeah. You're forced yeah. to get into it together. Skyler was probably that Sky guy. Skyler was that guy for the USA. At yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Phil, it was probably But what do you think about the fans' year. choice, period? Good or bad? I like, I, I, like, I like having one. I don't like having two. Yeah. I think two, yeah. two is too many. You could argue that one is too many. For, for the captain himself, I'm a fan. You know, I'm not the captain. I'm a fan. Right. Um, but I, two, 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 I think, is too many. That has too much influence, especially when you have – a weak link in your team somewhere. Right. I mean, has too for, much, for, has know, too to, much to influence that, over the entire match. To yeah. know that, that the fans' choice was going to put your number one against their number five. Exactly. You know, is is a pretty good is a pretty good position to be and in. To know that your, and to know right? that your and own your fans, team. to know that your own fans are going to pick your number five. Because I reckon it's a popularity, it's a popularity contest, well. and you know, yeah. so um, you know, uh, it's it's one of those things where if I'm a captain, I don't like that there's a fans' choice at all. I could handle one. I don't like to. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine and empathize with the captains, you know, having it not be in your hands at all. And you got to wait yeah. to figure out what your, your roster is going to be. That, that can't be the most comfortable situation, yeah, yeah. you know? And the fact that it ripples out into the rest of your lineup and how that unfolds is also though, you know, uh, from the captain's perspective, not great for the fans you know maybe they feel like it's fun and they're engaged and stuff and all that's going on but you know i don't know i guess i would have loved it if earl would have just gone out on 5-0 shaw you know what i mean I'm like yeah they got it right <laughs> you know they did great so it's uh what are you gonna do yeah yeah okay 4-4 at the end of day two you guys still happy as american fans you still think you must be you, like i said they oh, we lost they're gonna be happy before four well, we lost a session, you know what I mean, and so you start over again. Basically, it's a it's a new race to seven, so you got to regroup, um, and you just got to be taking a look at okay, what are the things that we did well in the first two days? What are the things that we did poorly? How do we adjust? You know, set up our our roster for the next day to put ourselves in a good chance to the session. That's really what you want. I thought that they needed to go into day three, close day three with a with a one or two game lead to really have a chance to win the cup. That's what I thought at the beginning. That's what I would have said. If they could have hold the lead into and through day three, and they got a legitimate chance to fade the singles. Because I think somebody had posted earlier that we had won six doubles. We only won one singles match. Well, um, two. Sky uh, won two, twice. Sky, 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 Sky won twice, yeah. Sky won twice. And yeah. he, sh- he, sh- he should have won a third singles match. <clears throat> Midget. Well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's intense. But, so yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, a, it's, you're like, ah, here we go. You know, we got to start over. We lost our advantage. So how do we re- re- regroup? That's, you know, and just go from there. So well, it started out. It started out good with a with a doubles win. You know, by we, early we talked, we got the crowd going, got Earl happy. You know, yeah. everything was kind of looking up at that point. And then, uh, and then, what like we commented on before, David, who did not play exceptionally well in that doubles match, comes back for the singles match, and you know Please had amazing. one blazing open rack after the next. I mean, he was just uh, his his breaks in that match were just stupid good, uh, and he just kind of he just kind of cruised away. Hey, did, what, what, did you, what did you think about what did you think about Tyler celebrating when he won the first rack to to be four one behind? What did you think of that? I think that that was a tweak at Alex. 
Um, you know, they had gotten into it a little bit about right. Tyler egging on the crowd when the other player had made a bad play or a safe or whatever. And I just think that, you know, he got it into his head at that point where, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to get the crowd going and tweak my opponent any chance I get. So if it's, if it's one to nothing, you don't know if you're going to win a second game. So if it's one to nothing, go ahead and do it now. And that's, that's kind of the way yeah. I thought, you know, Tyler's a, he's a tough, he's a tough kid. He's, uh, you know, mentally, I think. So, um, so I just thought he's like, I don't mind bringing heat on myself. I'm going to, I'm going to raise the stakes here and get everybody yeah. involved any chance I get. And I don't yeah. have a problem and, with that. And I think this was one of those times when the crowd had kind of lulled down and become kind of more spectators just kind of like casual observers. And so he, he understood the importance of what it means to have the crowd engaged. You have to have them engaged and right. like, yo, wake up. It's time for you to guys to, to remind them that, you know, you're here. Yeah. So if anything, it was more that I think Skyler had started that at, at, at a certain point where he had gotten straight in on a nine ball and taken his extension. And I thought it was an, uh, um, a savvy move that he did this and he walked around the table and kind of pumped the crowd up a little bit. He was just straight in on the nine and had the extension and he's so he wanted to you know get the crowd running to really like you know let team europe hear them and i thought that was a very savvy move that was the first time i'd seen somebody do that uh as far as like a home team using the crowd that way and i thought it was kind of like a really smart thing to do uh during one of his singles matches and um i think skyler was in that and he's also probably happy he didn't get you know, whitewashed. So uh, <laughs> there was that too, you know, just kind of releasing some of that pressure, but yeah. Yeah. I, th I thought this was, a, I, I thought this was a massively important match. As soon as I saw the roster for day three. Yeah. And then with you guys winning the first, the first uh, match, the doubles being five, four behind, I'm thinking, well, the American fans are all sitting going, ah, here comes al singles match. Let's get ready and give him all the crap. As soon as he misses a ball, we're going to give him all the Fedor stuff. We're going to get right, right into him that he shouldn't be there. Fedor's better. And he comes out there and for four racks, right. everyone's just sitting going, is he going to miss one? This yeah, is just yeah. no, insane pool. He he's yeah. not missing yeah, any played, balls. He's not, yeah, he played lights out in that match. Yeah, we can't sure. say anything to him. We can't give... And, and yeah. he didn't. As soon as he got his, yeah. his next opportunity, boom, rack out, game over. I thought it was a massively important, not just for David, it but was. for the match and, and, and for the crowd. They were looking... The crowd would be looking forward to that moment. Can't wait for Arcadia's uh, singles match. We're going to give him crap. And he yeah. just yeah. shut them out completely. Yeah. yeah. He That's got true. settled and quiet the crowd down and played play like a champion you know he's he's yeah. a champion player so it's he like, is a champion we all know that i mean everybody yeah. knows he's a champion player you know even the people that yeah. said that should have been fair that they got picked they all know that david's there's no mug sure. you know he's proven right it. he's proven what he can do and he did it again you know i thought he had a, I, I thought he had a good moscone i thought he played really really well I, he did what he did what i expected he didn't let anybody down he won the points he should have won he didn't give anything away it's what he does every single yeah. year he would have he would have he would have had a chance to win mvp if it wasn't for extra, yeah, a couple of nods, I think. So I mean, he's playing great. Yeah, yeah. So we're back level again, and then and then uh, Sanchez, Ruiz, and Filler come out against Woodward and Strickland, and that's when it starts to go wrong again for for Errol, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Earl I mean, we can, we, we, we can keep we can keep team. we can keep beating down on him, but I mean, he had a bad match, you know. And Ruiz and Filler, they're 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 shot makers, they're dynamic, you know. It's they they it was never really in doubt that match, pretty much yeah. from, from rack two, rack three. 
it was kind of uh, pretty much done, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, then you finished up with Earl and Alvin, and Earl got up to the 2 nothing lead and then lost five in a row, as you did, losing five yeah. in a row to, to, to Jason. So, um, you know, uh, Europe was on a pretty good roll at that point, um, you know, winning three in a row and, and winning three in a row pretty comfortably. Um, so they, they, were, they were in a good spot at that point. And then, yeah, then, then you've got the killer matchup that everyone thinks there's going to be fireworks here, and your guys just shut our boys out completely. Yeah, they, they well, crazy. crazy. Guy and Shane, that was the only that was the only shutout of the tournament, I believe. Yeah, um, and they, and that was the match, Ray, where where um, where Skyler took the extension on the uh, on the nine ball, oh, uh, and that was man. one of my favorite moments in the entire tournament. Uh, because it got to the eight and he got the crowd going and the whole crowd from the one side of the arena, half of them came out of the stands right to the yeah. rail before yeah. he even shot the nine ball. And it, it reminded me of, you know, a college student body storming the field to tear down the goalposts. You know, it was like all of a sudden right. he just all yeah. came out of the stands and they were right at rail side before the shot was even, you know, then he, he grabbed the flag from somebody and stuck it in his pocket and went over yeah. and ran over and shot the nine in. That to me was like the highlight real moment uh, of the tournament as a U.S. fan watching watching the thing. That was that was just brilliant stuff. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. I think I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Man, I wonder if we win the cup, is everybody's going to storm like storm the <laughs> table, like jump over the banisters and pick the team up on their shoulders." Yeah, that was, it was it was great. Great well, stuff. it wouldn't have been, oh, it wouldn't have been awesome. too difficult to do because there wasn't a, there wasn't a huge amount of security there compared to like Good luck. The palace. Yeah, I could have yeah. got I could have got on there any any time I wanted. I could have jumped over that right. the, the yeah. rail and I could have been in there. You know. Yeah, yeah that that moment and, came. And you'd have gotten and, tumbled oh. in front of everybody in the middle of an arena. <laughs> so, I'm not saying I would have done. I'm just saying I could have done it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely cool to see the fans kind of that close and that involved. Yeah, yeah, with, they got like with way them. into it. Which was yeah, really was awesome. cool. Another question is there is a Sean and Phil seem to be this dream team partnership, but they don't seem to do it when they're when they're out there. Do you think they try and outshoot them outshoot each other? Do you think they're too alike? Well, this is a this is a bad this is a bad example. Um, I don't think they were really ever in this match. Uh, I don't remember them making yeah. a lot of mistakes in the match. Uh, safety they errors. probably, safety they probably errors. did make a couple of yeah, they probably did make a couple of they didn't get the first sure. I mean it wasn't all breaking runs. You know, it wasn't right. all breaking runs. Right. The Americans right. got themselves in a position to get the first shot in each rack. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I'm not really sure what uh, what their gig is together. You know, they're both left-handers. They both play at the same pace. They're both, you know, they can both spear any shot from anywhere on the table. So uh, you would think that that would be a pretty lethal combination. I, and then, I know a couple people yelled out, who's the better lefty? <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's enough just to drop seeds you know drop seeds. you know these, you know these two guys yeah. have both got an ego you know the, yeah, the, yeah, all yeah, the top yeah. guys have yeah, got an yeah. ego and you know yeah. it's some some are more you know yeah. they look at somebody else as more of a challenge than the the, the the than other people and you know i've said i've said this before in the the world cup of pool i think jason and uh, chris melling is a terrible partnership because if you watch some of the shots they take on, it's almost like I'm going to make my shot more pretty than the one that you just made, kind of thing. Right. You know, it's like this. It's not how you play the game, you know. So anyway, we're back to uh, yeah, Europe one ahead with one match left, and and Oscar comes out, who must be still cold. He must still be feeling like he's cold. He's I mean, only he hasn't had one doubles, but wasn't yeah. really involved in. 
Yeah, he wasn't involved during the whole day. And you get Jason, who's coming off a match that wasn't great. But he's still uh, being on the table, you know? And then he he just, you know, caught a gear. um, And that was... Yeah, Jason Brooker ran three racks that that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Brooker ran three, and Oscar had two dry breaks from 2-2, I think. Yeah, right, from 2-2 or 2, yeah. And so it was just just one of those matches. And, again, that seemed to be... uh, um, to me, the, the critical match as far as being able to try to sell, set yourself up to win. Because, um, again, the difference between 8-6 and 7-7 seven, seven going into the last day is night and day if you're the captain. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, tough, tough. That's, that's well, tough for Oscar to come out there in that position after spending more than a day and a half without hitting the ball, really, on that table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, a tough, it's a tough position to be in. Jason's coming out there. He's already played uh, one doubles, two. He's already played two doubles and a singles, uh, three doubles. He's already played three doubles and a singles. Right. You know, and also he's going out there playing a couple of shots in a doubles match. Yeah. So, you know. And, yeah. Um, and. So anyway, so that's in uh, eight six. You're a big favourite then for me. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, the U.S. has to front load the, the last day. Luckily, they had the doubles. Well, the, the doubles match favored the U.S., I thought. I thought right. yeah. Skyler and Annie are just so good together. You knew that they were going to be the fans' choice for doubles. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a better position than usually this, the last day is all singles. Uh, right? Right. And I was very so surprised they, by the European fans' choice. Um, I was right. a little bit surprised thought, too, but I thought, I thought I afterwards, afterwards I thought it was pretty smart, you know, because otherwise you're picking filler and someone he doesn't normally play with because he I, can't I, play I with mean, from, that, Okay, it's a fan's choice. It's about who, who the fans want to see playing. You know, it's not yeah. necessarily who the fans think is the best. I thought it was interesting course. to me that they went with, 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 with the Spanish pair as well. Yeah, but when I, mean, I saw it, makes, it, I was like, well, sense. you know what? Good for them. I mean, uh, they, they played sense. it smart. I thought, uh, F- I, thought FS, I thought FSR and filler were a lot for that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, David, uh, David, and Francisco. I mean, the World Cup champions. Like, you can't, you can't really be mad. Yeah, at they, that. they blasted through the first day with no problem. So, sure. Um, I just, so know, they, I, I just know there's a, there's a massive German audience over here that watch sure. every year. I just, I just felt like, it yeah, just felt like to me that there was filler inside that people people picking filler. Yeah, you figured know? it was going to be. Uh, well, uh, does it doesn't matter who they were going to pick. They were going to lose to Skyler and Shane. You wow! You can pick whoever you want. You're going to lose yeah, to Skyler and Shane. Skyler and Shane are pretty good. Pretty good combination, especially when yeah. Shane. There's nobody on earth that has to beat them because then, on earth then, then Shane them. plays better, know that Sky, knowing that Skyler is. Shane can uh, relax, knowing Skyler's going to shoot the two nine combo every time. Exactly, it's a short rack. It's short rack time. I don't need to do much work. Simple, simple as they come, you know. No, those two play play tremendous doubles together and. Yeah, it's it's that interesting. Favorite so strongly in the. They made it eight to seven with Skyler playing seven. singles, and you're yeah, thinking, day, okay, day, day, day four at, at eight to, to eight, win. at eight yeah. to take eight eight to eight. Europe's still a pretty heavy favorite, right. but uh, but at least now it's a race to three in the crowd. You never know what's going to happen at that point, right? So that's yeah. that to me was another critical match, and of course everybody knows you know Skyler was up. You know, three to nothing. He was up three to one and running out. Um, this and is left himself uh, a long reach for a shot in the corner. Yeah. And he had already used his extension. 
Um, and I talked to him about it later, and he said, listen, I already used my extension. The clock seemed to be running super fast, mm -hmm. and I couldn't reach it, and looking, I couldn't run back and get, the, you know, I, I had my extension, but I really needed the bridge. I didn't have time to go yeah. grab the bridge, so I had to just reach at it and poke it because I just didn't have enough time left. And mm -hmm. he said, when I poked it, I just stabbed it into the rail. So, um, you know, that's what he said happened to him on that on that yeah. shot. And as you know, if he goes up 4-1 at that point, he's a pretty solid favorite to win that match. Uh, yeah, I spoke to him, him in the bathroom afterwards, and I said, that's exactly the same as he said to me. And, and that, that, it is for me, that's a, you can talk about what happened in the beginning of the, of the, of the, the match on day one and day two, but once yeah. you get to that last day, right. all your mistakes are... are, are, are exponentially bigger you know and yeah, yeah. That, that for me that missed four ball is where the the the, the last yeah, hand that you yeah. had on the trophy so kind of let go yeah you know? yeah you're right i still think I we, were, we were the, we were you know the underdog even if yeah. he wins you still had a hand on the trophy if he wins that match, right but, but that at least you're at least you're at least you're there right and but give david credit because it was still only you know Four to two at that point, and he ran off the, you know, ran three, three two, and then he comes back. Three two, rather, and then he went through the. I mean, because he looked you know. shaky in the beginning, David. He didn't. He didn't look as confident. He didn't, I didn't look like as the good fact as he jumped at previously. He yeah. kind of got away with the jump a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I thought he should have kicked at that that uh, five ball that Skyler hung up. But I had had a conversation with somebody about uh, stretching out using extensions. I think the modern players right now have become so accustomed to using the extension. It's just like the default thing that everybody uses. that everybody's kind of forgotten how to use the bridge, especially if you don't have a snooker background. Right. Uh, but for different players and different height, oh, sure. like you have to have, you have to have this like almost like I've talked about it with some people on my side of like having like zones where the cue ball is to predetermine how you're going to approach it, knowing like, okay, the cue ball is in this spot and I have to stroke the ball that I'm just going to grab the bridge if it's in this zone, you know what right. I mean? And you map that out for yourself in practice and you say, okay, above this zone that I can use the extension if I have to stroke the ball back a little bit and draw it. If it's beyond this zone, it's in, you know, stretch land, then I, I you know, I got to use the bridge. And just having that pre-decided in your mind already as part of your approach so you don't get into a situation like how Skyler got in where he's kind of like going to the table and then comes back to get six extension and reaches and realizes he can't reach it. You know, and then all of a sudden now he's against the shot clock and and there's yeah. too much pressure because that yeah. that ball him going up four to one eight now you start this momentum wave you know where you can potentially right. start putting extra heat on people right. with the crowd the crowd start to believe right. hey we have then, a shot because then, then Shane's coming up next yeah. you're eight right. eight with right. Shane coming up next we know Shane you know he's he, he can get a little bit down and I got to say I mean I'm not going to say it, that something did happen. Uh, to Shane in between the the first doubles and his singles, while Skyler were play, was playing, he got quite a a distressing telephone call. I'm, uh, it's not for yeah. me to say exactly what it was, but let's just say right. we could consider that his Shane, Shane, Sorry, talking about his grandfather. Yeah, I don't know if that was public. Well, he knew not. Well, he knew that before when he woke up that morning. Oh, he knew that before the doubles. Yeah, yeah he knew it before he started play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Shane's grandfather passed. He found out that yeah. morning. So let's yeah. safe to say his head wasn't in the best place probably right. for that day. You know, and it would have been quite easy right. for him to get to get a bit negative, and you know, it's it was difficult for him to go out and play. I think. Uh, but anyway, he goes out against yeah. Jason. Another monster yeah. matchup. You know, it's the, right. these two just seem to butt heads with each other continuously at the Scotty Cup. It's crazy, and Jason breaks like a beast. Yeah, and got got 
He got some goals. He got some goals. That match was a match to watch. There was that ten that ten minutes of insanity that that, that it looked yeah. like we were watching two four hundred Fargos battling it out. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It was almost like yeah. I don't know what happened to their heads there. It was it was. I've never seen two players of that caliber play that badly for ten minutes. Yeah, ever. it was it was it was weird. It was weird. Uh, the rail, the, the rails yeah. definitely proved their structural integrity, and uh, the rest sounds yeah, are built yeah. out. Yes, they did. There's a lot of three cushion going on. There. But um, no, it was also tough when you miss tough shots on those new cloth. You end up getting awkward lies and tough shots, and you got to come with like and all the pressure yeah. and all that stuff's riding. It's it makes sense that a few innings go by and those guys are struggling to gain back, get back into control. But other than yeah. that, ten minutes, I thought I thought Jason played pretty well in that match. I yeah, I think Jason played his best probably on on that day, on yeah. on day on day four, which is what you want, really, you know. And then so. yeah, with those two matches, with David with David beating Skyler when he probably shouldn't have, and and and, and Jason getting out of that match with yeah, which, I mean, you just needed just to win those a matter of time. It was just basically a question: who's going to be the one that wins the point? You know, because yeah. you can't have much faith in 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 Earl. To, to, to win his point, Oscar feels like he hasn't even played in the event yet, you know. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're if you're up nine to eight, even at that point with with Skyler and Shane winning, you know, you still got to win one of those last three to get to the captain's pick. Yeah, right. And you've got you've got. Yeah, Tyler I think the Oscar goal is to get to a captain's Tyler pick. Oscar yeah. and Earl coming up, uh, all of whom could easily win, you know, a race to five, but yeah. all of whom would have been, uh, you know, a game underdog. Uh, in each of those matches. So, so. Uh, it was still a tall order to fill, but you wanted to get yourself into position to maybe allow the crowd to have an impact on how one of those players plays. So, if you can just, every match you win from there gets the crowd more and more engaged. Of into course. It. Of and course. Can you imagine, can you imagine a place if they know it's the last day and it's eight to eight or the U.S. is winning nine to eight? I can guarantee you, Alvin and FSR are not sitting there thinking, I hope I get to play because I want to make that last nine ball. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. thinking, get it done Please, now. Please, somebody else get it, it done. I don't want to get it done. Right away. Get it done Please. now. Get me out of here. Yeah. Well, it reminded me a little bit of um, 2018 where the U.S. had the lead going into that last game day. They had they were up 9-7. And so they fronted um, Sky and back-ended Earl. I mean, not uh, back-ended Shane. Yeah. And sure enough, the three in between guys all lost because yeah. they were not favorites in any of those matches. Corey, uh, um, Tyler, and, um, and, and Europe, Billy. And Europe and Billy had to go all, strong, and they had Alex Kazakis in right. the last one. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that whole kind of, uh, um, you know, the, the cat and mouse game on that last day, whether you're winning or losing. So, with, with, with Europe going into that last day with yeah. the lead, I thought it was really kind of a stretch for the U.S. to uh, to pull this one out. If if USA had won those first three, and now you have three bullets to try and get to three know, to win one, you want to get three to win yeah, one, three to three to win one, right? Right. You're ha- you're ha- I, you're I love changing. it. You're happy at 10. I love it. I hundred percent love it because Oscar gives himself a chance to win a huge consequential match, earn a spot. Uh, you know. Tyler has a chance to, you know, go up there and play uh, 
you know, filler in a spot where he doesn't feel all that pressure, like you have to save the cup, you know, type of thing. That's a tough spot right. to be in too. Well, you know, you it's, it's still would have been pressure on the American players too. Trust me. If they go out there and, and all of a sudden what, there's expectations that we can win there yeah. and every fan is pulling for you and you've got every fan sitting on your shoulder saying, come on, you got to right. do this for us. If there's Earl, pressure there too. If Earl had won that match too, you know, to make it 10, 10 and save the cup. <laughs> Forget it. Legend. Forget it. It's over. Maybe, baby. He'd, been, maybe over. he'd have been the captain's pick. You know, oh my then God, he'd be no the chance. legend again, and nobody would care. You know, nobody would care. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's, no, it's, that was a, that was a big ask. Uh, as it, as it worked out, as it worked yeah. out, Phil doing what Phil does, and Tyler's playing well. well. Yeah, Tyler's and he was playing well. well. And, and then, came, and then what happens and in that? And there's one rack in there where he's going for three rail or for four railers, and he's trying bank shots. Well, I talked to him about that too. He wasn't trying to mile an hour. He I mean, wasn't trying to make the ball go in three rails. No, he was so, trying to get safe. He was trying to bring it back to the same spot that it was. But he's just clipping uh, off it and he's safe. You know, he clips yeah. off it anyway he wants. He's, yeah. he, he's played a bank shot that he's hit at 100 miles an hour. He's hit it so yeah. hard that the, the eight ball has jumped off the table from the first yeah. rail. And this, I and he's hit it no It's like, that's, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. he had but a still in the match and he was still there. He's 4-3 down. He gets himself perfect on the eight ball and... Has he yeah. sharked himself? Because he's played a little bit to the crowd. Has he uh, no, sharked I don't think, himself? I mean, he wasn't playing, then, he was I, playing I, the I, crowd I, after each rack. He wasn't I, playing to the crowd during that rack. I think he was really I've done pretty it before. I've, done it before. I've, I've winked. I, I've been playing a team match, and I've been left with a ball on the table, and I've winked at one of my teammates, like, that'll do. And you go over the ball, and you think, I'm going to look like an idiot if I miss this now. <laughs> you know, and you're thinking well, you, now, now Tyler's sort of saying he's got on the eight and he's given a nod to the crowd. He's sort of going, and they've really? reacted. Yeah. You know, has yeah. he sharked himself? I don't know. I think he did too much. Don't do it again. I think he did too much with the cue ball. I think he was trying to get the cue ball off the rail. Um, and so he was he hit it harder than he needed to to me. I mean, you know, this was these were not tables to power a lot of balls into. Well, exactly, and I I think primarily because he was on the like the 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 high side of the eight a little bit, so if you just draw it straight back, he's going to go slightly towards the long rail. But I think he had, if he could have played it at a like a pinch draw soft, just draw it straight back, he could have rubbed the rail slightly, and it still would have gone in, and he could have protected the cue ball, and maybe not had gotten dead perfect on the nine, but gotten That's to kind where of one of take your pocket. take your take your medicine and make the shot. Uh, right. It's, it's, you know, the, it's, it's the one it's, shot he's got. It's the one shot he's got a little bit quick on. I've I've watched it back. He yeah. smooth stroked everything for four days, yeah. and that yeah. one he's trying to pop, and it's one of the few balls he's really tried to pop at. And yeah, uh, yeah. I was really, I was really. The, you just feel the air leave the arena. Oh, it too, was crazy. You know, even like even I even up. I sort of went. Oh, Whoa. Yeah, because you were wanting exactly. to see right. four, you want to see four, four. 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 Yeah, you want to see four. Yeah, and even like, Josh, right. you know, oh, Josh really? made the winning shot and didn't do the typical yeah. Josh thing. You know, he, he felt bad right, which I think which I thought was really cool. He went right up to Tyler and said, "I'm sorry about that." You know, that was tough, a tough thing, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, it was just one of those, just one of those things. So that that you know. It brought a really kind of anticlimactic yeah, close to it. Really the, was. It was just this. The there was just the, the air. Just like you said, the air got sucked out of the place. It's like, right. yeah. oh, is that it now? Yeah, so it's finished now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to see it go hill hill. Um, yeah, and um, it's tough, you know that that.
whole rack like at four three. There was, there was you know the eight ball la- laid weird a couple times when Josh. He made a great run. He was playing great. The shot, the shot that the shot that Tyler played, making the the six ball using the eight ball yeah. to hold for the seven. One of the best shots of the tournament because you can yeah. you can hit that. You you can be just slightly off on that, and you're losing the cue ball. The cue ball could scratch off the off the eight. It could go behind the eight. You're hooked on it. Sure. You miss it. You're going. To, and he's played it absolutely perfect, absolutely perfect. And it's a tough yeah. pot from that angle as well. Yeah. You know, to, to 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 slow screw that and get that action and that accuracy. Hell of a shot. He deserved to get out just from that one shot, really. Well, yeah. after that match, it was nice to see how relieved Europe was to be done with the fans, you know, <laughs> you could tell, man, you could tell they were wearing on them. Like Alex lady was like, man, I'm done. I'm retiring after this. This sucks. You know? <laughs> and then like, uh, then just the, the, just the players were like, man, I'm so done. I'm so glad I'm done with these brutal fans. Cause they've been beating me up for yeah. like three but days. I thought it was like, very cool that they all stood on the table and I, and, I did too. And, yeah. And I thought that was great. the U S side of the crowd and did a nice applause. Yeah. I, thought uh, that was know, great. I thought was really cool. This, this was is, this this is the way Moscone should be, and this is this is what, for me personally, makes Moscone so special. I have as a fan when I leave the arena, we all go to the same place, we all yeah. go to the same yeah. bar, we're all together. You know, I arranged the Moscone Cup fans match, which I did this this year, just to get the fans together to meet each other. That was fun, yeah. and you want to see that from the players as well. You know, I've been beating on you for four days. I've had to go at you the press conference. I've called you sure. a beached whale. I've taken the piss out your your shoes. I'm going to be, but now we're done. It's a mutual respect, and the same for the fans. The fans have been shouting crap at me all week, but, you know, it's done now. Thank you very much. And they acknowledged that it was an amazing atmosphere, an atmosphere yeah. that they've never – even the most experienced guys on Team Europe yeah. have never had. It's always been on their side. I would have liked to seen um, seen a jersey swap almost. I've seen, like, uh, basketball <laughs> players do this sometimes where they – you know, they, I did they, not they, want to be in the arena seeing Jason. No, you don't want to see. You don't no, want to no, no. these guys. Assuming there was an undershirt. Assuming there, assuming there was an undershirt. It's nice to see that kind. Of, but they, 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 they really did exemplify that and show some good uh, camaraderie. Yeah, it was, it was great. And you saw it. In the, you saw it in the handshakes at the end. You know, oh, Eric was, yeah. was congratulating everybody fully. You know, it he wasn't just shaking hands. There was a little more sense nothing. of exhaustion in all the players. Everybody. Yeah, they were all feeling the intensity was there this year and the crowd was there and the table was tough and nobody was I was exhausted. I didn't I didn't hit a ball. I was exhausted. <laughs> I got home. I'm like, oh my God. I've been in bed the last few days recovering from whatever bug I got. It's I can't yeah, I just tired guys. as well, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> they, they must feel like they got hit by a truck, you know? Yeah, no, it was it was great. So you're about eleven seven, Joshua Phil yeah, MVP. You, I want to make yeah. one I want to ask one question on the MVP. Do, how do you feel about the MVP can only go to the winning team. Is that correct? I, or do you not agree with that? You know, I I agree with it only because I agree with that in other sports. I hate when they pick an MVP for Major League Baseball and he was on a last place team. I mean, how much could you have right. helped your team if you're if you hit thirty thousand home runs and your team still finished last? So, are you the best player in the league? Probably, but it is most valuable. It depends on your interpretation of what the prize is. If it's most valuable, um, you know, I mean. It could go the other way. I mean, I thought in uh, what was the year where Johnny Archer carried the team on his back to the final day and made it nine to nine, right? And they still and, lost. Yeah. And they still lost eleven to nine. But without him, you know, he, he carried them through the last. So, so at that point, you give him value because otherwise it would have been you know eleven to three. Uh, he what's had the, that what's kind the of cash on the year. 
what's the there's no there's nothing that comes with it other than that trophy trophy which is know. which is good because i mean it's unfair right now anyways because some players play choice. more matches yeah. yeah because of the fans choice as much as any, and and because the yeah. coach can have someone play more so um right. so it's it's uh, uh you know it's one of those things where so I, I i don't mind the way it is now well it was the right it, it it was it was the right player for Europe. I think uh, USA's would have probably yeah. been Sky because he played he played so unbelievable. No, hands down, Sky, yeah. right? I mean, and it's also yeah. interesting to think like when you look at the lineups, right? You know, we got very little production from Earl and from Oscar, but it was eleven seven, and it was closer. To the balls and well, certain key. I think we had like very consequential misses. Like yeah, a, like the the errors that came were extremely consequential misses like very very important balls that 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 cost us big game, games right. whereas balls it seems like those misses weren't very consequential and it's kind of um maybe that's just the pressure that that USA is on to kind of play at their peak you know to to outrun and win the well, cup the, the, you know but the losing team traditionally remembers each one of its misses because they're consequential yeah so, yeah. I mean, I, that's not unusual. I think that to me, uh, the most, you know, you talk about how it was closer than 11 to seven and things like that. And, and I've said a million times in, in different discussions coming up to this is uh, you can't win the Moscone cup with two players. Sure. You have to get points from the other players, right? That's, right. that's what wins and loses yeah. the Moscone yeah. cup. We were over right. seven in singles. Aside from Skyler, yeah. Skyler won two singles match. We we're over. You have to win, you know. You have to win a single. You know, you need your your three, four, and five guys to win right. a singles match. Singles Not match. Not just yeah. you know. There wasn't. U.S. didn't get one point in this tournament that didn't include either Shane or Sky. Mm -hmm. Not a point. Yeah. Okay, so every yeah, seven wins was either a single win by Sky or a doubles win that included either Sky or Shane. You can't win that way. You just can't. So, so what we need to do more than anything is find three guys who can win a singles match, <laughs> and right. then the whole then the whole thing turns around. Uh, so then all of a sudden you're at nine yeah. nine, pretty much every year. So uh, yeah. so that to me is right. is is the big key is we need to find three players who can step in there and and win one singles match. And we did that the years we won, we got that. Billy Thorpe beat Jason in nineteen. Tyler beat Niels in eighteen. Uh, so you right. had those those guys that you needed right. to steal a win from. You got them to steal a win. And then sure. you then the other guys gave you enough points to get over the line. Okay. That to me is 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 right. what that to that me way, is what the difference in this teams yeah. these two teams comes down. Well, to the, the discussion about who that would be and, and how that would happen is probably for another time. But just one quick question on 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 the USA team: Do you give JJ another year? A hundred percent, because I don't see anybody else that I uh, in the American system that I trust to understand how this works. Good. Okay. Do, do you? Yeah, I think I think there's been a lot of um, shenanigans, really, the whole time JJ's had the single take. You know, you had the COVID year, I think. What was it? Bergman couldn't mm -hmm. play or something one year. And then last year you asked Jeremy to get in there and play, which I thought was out of pocket. And sure, it saved the show, and he added some great drama and stuff. Really unfair to him. Uh, and then this year you kind of like – 
it feels like you're putting Earl back in to kind of make amends for that because I, whatever reasons, I, I'm sure he can say that. that I think saying, he really thought that Earl was the best pick. I do, I do too. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't yeah. think he was. He was giving handouts to anybody because he owed him a favor. And I think that you, right. you made a really good point about the previous two years with Jeremy. And I think this was the first year he really had, yeah. you know, his choice and 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 his picks and and his his time with the team. And I think that they showed more fight, more togetherness, more bond. You know, I think they played. Yeah, this is really well as a team, and yeah. and a couple of those guys were a shot away or two from maybe stealing that yeah. key point that they needed to win. But I thought that he did a really good job this year, and for that reason, I would give him another shot. Yeah, I think this is the best I've seen the team work together. Right. Um, and uh, this is the most engaged I've seen Shane since the years that they won with Johan, which I think yep. was really great and very positive. So that's a testament to you know what they're doing is working, and they were you know very close. To winning and i know jeremy definitely wants to win the cup you know so i i you know those last two years you know aside with the whole kind of pivoting and all this stuff i just kind of want to see continuity so unless we start seeing somebody who's going to step in and and kind of be a be a leader in this realm or is going to work with jj or something to take over the captainship then then yeah you know why not but um yeah i think as far as the team in teamwork goes the team being together and bonding and really kind of committing to to each other this is the best i've seen it since johan was captain yeah i would uh, yeah i'd let him have another year i watched the um they did the live practice sessions or they have a live stream of the practice sessions they were doing and you could see that the players were engaged in everything that jeremy was saying they were they were yeah. really were listening. They weren't just look, doing their own thing, looking around. He was he was giving them little tips, and they were trying stuff. And they were like, "Wow, really? Whoa, yeah, oh, well, you know, a guy like Oscar has been playing for like over thirty years. Just a simple little tip. He's going, geez, hey, that's you know, and Tyler as well. And they're really feeding into what he's saying to them. So I think he's got his team there. He's got he 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 is able to communicate. They listen to him. They have a they have a respect from once you have that, then. Why would you change that? You know, why would you bring somebody new in that has to build all that respect and all that belief up again? You're just slowing down the yeah. process, you know. And I had the line at eleven five. For me, for me, the team overachieved, and he's got to have something to do with that. We talked about the the, the team. Even the Errol managed to become be part of that team, and you know, and listen to Jeremy. And you could see that when Jeremy was Jeremy was coming out, he was listening to him. He wasn't the Earl of old, you maybe expect him to turn around and say, don't tell me how to play this game. You think you can tell me how to play this game? You know, that's the kind of thing you're worried about. But he had a mutual respect for him and he listened to him and he was, you know, he got on, he seemed to get on with everybody. And part of that is Errol, uh, part of that is JJ, you know, providing that continuity and, that, and being the glue in that team. I thought he did a great job. I'd have him back. I couldn't think of somebody that you would throw in there right now that I could say would be better, you know. Um, give him yeah. another shot, match him. Why not? I think we just need more more of the American guys to continue to come out and play and get the experience, you know, because they're on the kind of the building, the ground floor for the few guys that haven't been out there competing regularly at that level all the time. Well, I, was, I, I mean, one of the stories of this whole Moscone Cup, even though he wasn't there, was Greg Hogue almost uh, qualifying. I would like to think that that would give that would give oh, a, yeah. a, a huge number of players in the States the belief that, hold on a minute. Absolutely. If I go and play some yeah. events, I Greg, can make it, you know? Yeah. Greg was one match away from changing the way this this roster yeah. looked. And I, I think that this Skyler would have had to have been a, a walker. I think that this uh, year really uh, 
to me, gave me a really positive feeling for the U.S. going forward because yeah. the event was so big, because it got so much visibility, because you could feel the intensity in there. And you had guys like Shane Wolford in the stands and, and you know, yeah. they were watching. I mean, that's got to just get into your bones and, and, Absolutely. and, and with all the increased tournaments and uh, yeah. the focus on the, the, the matchroom nine ball ranking things to get on the team where people are going to have to get out there and play more. Uh, the experience is going to help the younger U S players. And so, and, and it's, you know, when you see it this year, you're like, how can this not be, an aspirational thing for any young right. player. So now that you know that there's a way to get in and you've got to dial up, ratchet up your game to get there, I right. think you're going to see a lot more buy-in from younger and other American players. And that level is going to increase as they start fighting each other to get yeah. that spot. And you there's, know, a, lot, there's a lot of players who possibly thought it was out of reach. You must be thinking, oh, hold on a minute. Well, yeah. I mean, all you have to it's do is look at the points. You know, the, the, it was based on money and the points this year for the for the next for the bottom. You know, the the the, the third U.S. automatic spot was about ten thousand dollars. So yeah. now, if we go through next year yeah, exactly. and the third place guy gets in with ten thousand again, then we didn't make any gains. What I want to do is look right. at that, see who, see how much that number three, four, five, and six make in this right. year coming up. It will indicate to me whether right. there's whether we're on that upward trajectory. I'd like I just like I just like right. to see them at tournaments. You know, I'd like to see them coming over and playing the European yeah. Open, the UK Open. You know, like Shane Walford did. You know, expensive. Like, it's expensive, it's expensive, but you've got yeah. you've got to. So, I mean, for certain players, for, certain, players, no, I get it. for certain for certain players of a certain age, yeah. yes, it's expensive. For the younger generation, they have to look at it as an investment in their future. Sure. So you've got to put yeah, in, no, you, you reap what you sow, Especially, you've got to put it in first and then take it out yeah. afterwards, you know. And yeah, exactly. these, these are the guys now, the 20-year-olds the, the just now are the ones, you know, Barry Barry Hearn talked about, I want a million-dollar prize fund. You know, I want my players to be millionaires. It's not the players now that are going to be there, the millionaires. It's the players who are right. in their teenagers and their 20s. Yeah, so right, they right. need to be yeah. the ones that need to start investing yeah. in their futures now if they want to be those millionaires in 15, yeah. 20 years' time. Because this is not something that happens tomorrow. Right. No. No. But okay. One quick, more, more quick thing before we go. We talked about JJ. Team Europe is looking for a new captain. Surprised? Should be you, Jim. Surprised? <laughs> um, no, I mean, you had heard some rumblings, right, Jim? I mean, I, 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 I knew. Heard, I yeah, I, I had heard before that that he was probably going to step down. He insisted that he didn't really know until the end of the the event, but. Um, um, I think that, you know, I, I understand what he says. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, he, he did it for three years. He won three times. He enjoyed it. He, he, and he's ready to, to, to turn it over to somebody else. Um, I think that that's, you know, I think it's great. I think he's done a great job. Everybody loves Alex. He's a great, you know, mentor to players can be a great mentor to, you know, whoever comes in in his place, he can help them out, you know, talking ahead of time. Uh, so uh, I don't think that I'm really overly surprised. Um, I can't say that I'm, you know, terribly unhappy as a U.S. fan because you seem to really, you know, do a good job and have their ear. Uh, you never know. So the person who steps in could be the next, you know, Bella Caroli or the next Johan or whatever, and then it's all then it's a whole different story. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see who they replace him with. I think that's that's got my, you know, attention more than Alex leaving. Uh, Lil Chris needs to behave himself. 
But okay, uh, it would be interesting to see who 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 do you think is in line for it? Who do you think is the most natural choice? Well, my guess is that they would go with an an established player, a former Moscone Cup player. Um, I don't know a lot about other real coaches, trainers in Europe like Johan was. I know that there's some around her developing some great talent. There's got to be some pretty good guys in there. And and, it, and again, it's not changing someone's stroke or teaching them how to make, but, but I think that there is a part of that um, mentality and a part of that experience as a coach trainer that helps you, especially if you get over there and there's some adversity, if you get over there and someone's not playing well, things like that. Um, but I think that in the end, they'll, they'll go to an existing player and, and, and my, my odds-on favorites would probably be uh, Niels or Darren. Okay. Raymond, how do you feel about Alex stepping down? Darren. And who would you think would be the natural succeeder? Well, I think him stepping down is kind of a boss move, you know? It kind of like, he says, you know, I've done my job here. Mic drop. Same <laughs> yeah, see you guys later. Have a nice one. And um, uh, first round is on me, so that's good. I mean, it's good for him if, you know, he, he's gotten what he wants out of that situation and he can move on and do stuff that makes him happy. That's great. Uh, I think Darren and Niels are, you know, like obvious obvious uh, choices. I know probably both of them are going to be eager to compete uh, and try and make the cup right. outright. That's the other side. And of they're it. both kind of like on that process. So it, it, they're, they're, they're in like a, you know, this transitional phase, but they, you know, they still have a lot of good competition in them and they're both, you know, performing well still. So I would, I would say if they don't qualify, then they would be obvious choices, you know, based on their experience and understanding how the lineups go and the pressure and all that. So, you know, Europe, Europe has, they're, they're, they're in the front running right now. So there's less pressure on them with whoever they pick as a coach. Correct. I think right now, as far as USA goes, it's more about building on what we have right now, this core group, and adding the right pieces to Tiffin and win a couple singles matches and can kind of mm-hmm. have the trust of of the main guys. So I think this sure. next couple of years would be very important for them. Well, Where are you I, staying, Jim? I, well, I knew Alex was going to stop. Um, I mean, he's he, he's played three matches that nobody's played. I mean, or he's got the combination of three that nobody else has. You know, he's played a European one. He's he's done, or sorry, he's, he's coached a European one. He's coached the uh, on the American side in Vegas, and he had the one behind closed doors, which nobody's ever done before. You know, so he's he's got the 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 full set of traffic lights that you would expect nobody else is going to get. You know, and he's won all three of them. Like you said, he walks out in the high. Why why walk? Why wait till you lose before you before you walk? Um, as far as who would be next. I mean, you mentioned it there, Raymond. Europe has a buffer there. This, this, this could be a, this could be an opportunity for Matchroom to think a little bit outside the box. You know, as a player, it's always been. You're not going to say Judd Trump, are you? No, it's, it's <laughs> historic, historically the coach comes in. You, you talk about it being other than Johan. You talk about it being an ex-player, somebody who basically their only chance of being in the Moscone Cup now is if they are the captain. Right. Now, to say to Niels or Darren, do you want the captaincy? You're basically saying you're giving up your chances to play on the team. So they're playing right. for the entire season for nothing other than right. winning individual tournaments. Because I can't imagine they'll wait until uh, October to, uh, to to invite people to be the captain 
And then Neil says, oh, I've got no chance of qualifying anyway, or Dan yeah, says, right, way right. down the ranking. This is going to have to be something that's announced within the next few weeks or, 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 right. or a month or two so that the captain has the opportunity to start organising his time to go to events to see potential players playing and to actually invest time into building a team, you know? So you can't yeah. leave it too long. And then you're saying to them, well, you're not going to be in the team, so do you want to captain the team? Does Neil say it this time? Uh, uh, okay, right. I'll do that. Maybe he does, but he's still fresh. He's still played with some of the guys that you would expect to be right. in this team. So he's gone yeah. from playing with them to now captaining them. That's a different mindset. Are they are they yeah. willing to take Neil to take as that. the leader right. of their team when he probably wasn't the leader in the team when he was playing? Maybe well, a Ralph Jeremy. A Ralph situation with Jeremy. No, but, but, but Jeremy's only ever played with Errol. Right. He's never played with the rest of that team. I mean, well, what about he, somebody he's like, never played like in a, he's never other other than last year when he had to. He was never in a team with uh, with Shane. He was never in a team with. Uh, Why do you think that that's a difference? Because you're you're going into captain be a leader, other than uh, which is different from you know we we. I, I'm not sure. It's different. It's just different from playing somebody and then going and being their leader and telling them what to do. Playing with them and then telling them what to do. Is it too fresh for Niels? You know, having having probably three players in his team that he played alongside in a bad year that they had. You know, the last time he played. Haven't you ever um, gotten promoted and had and now you're the boss of? Yes, I know you do. With? But it's, this is, <laughs> within, within, within Moscone Cup, it's almost like an admission that I'm never going to make the team again. Nobody's yeah. ever been captain and then qualified for the team afterwards. Somebody like right. Ralph Eckert. Other than other than the play, other than the players who were playing right. captains, they're right. the only ones that have ever done it. Yeah. And Europe yeah. have a buffer. You know, if this was the other way around, if it was, if if Europe were the, the dominating team, so if, if if USA was the dominating team and they lost their captain, I'd be shouting for Joe Rogan. Get him in there. He plays a bit of pool. You know, he's, he plays at a reasonable level. He's got a huge following and the buzz that will, the buzz that it would attract. And there is a buffer that you have as the defending. Europe have a big buffer at the moment. They can yeah. afford to think outside the box and go for somebody that, is from outside. We talk about pool will grow if money comes from outside. Pool will grow if outside, if we get the outside in. This is an opportunity. It's our biggest event for publicizing the sport. You know, we talked about how great the crowd was. We talked about it causing a buzz. We want the players to get involved. This is going to be great for them. We sh There's an opportunity to expand this. And we have, for example, Davis Cup tennis. You know, they know how if there's if there's a Davis Cup coach out there who's used to taking individuals together and making them play as a team, who's also knows a bit about pool, please come forward because this is the kind of person you, you have to have a background in pool, you have to know a little bit about it, but you don't have to have been a pro. Yeah. You just have to understand what's going on and be able to put a team together. If there's a Joe Rogan out there yeah, in yeah. Europe, if there's a Joe Rogan in Europe who's or a Manny Pacquiao oh, in Europe who is a high level pool player but not a professional player. But has can bring in the crowd from whatever sport they play as well, and the interest, the social media interest, everything. This is an opportunity for Matchroom to get one of them. Do something different, I would say. Niels is a natural pick, but the natural pick doesn't cause a buzz, in my yeah. opinion. You know, I don't think they need the coach to cause a buzz, but I mean, it certainly wouldn't hurt. But you know, if they pick someone, a Joe Rogan, and he coaches Team Europe. And no, no, I'm saying if it was all the way around, we need right, a Joe Rogan. Right, on the so, so I'm saying if there was a Joe Rogan in Europe yeah, and you yeah. had him to coach Europe and 
he didn't know what he was doing come match time and and you know the wheels started coming off and he didn't know how to pull it back because he's not you know he's not been in that arena and Europe loses then it's like <laughs> then it's a catastrophe yeah. then it so I, I don't know I, yeah, I, I get, what you're, I get what you're saying I get what you're saying and I know where you're going with it but it's um um it's yeah it's it's a tough it's it's a tough one to reach out there and and pull somebody out of out of thin air and if it doesn't you know if because europe does have a buffer if all of a sudden they lose that buffer in one year not going to be good <laughs> okay but yeah ralph eckert might be one of those guys that is not so connected to the players as far as competition goes but does a lot of coaching and i don't know i, don't, I, I, I honestly stuff, don't but... i mean it depends what you talk about coaching. I co uh, coaching for me is is training, is is teaching them how mm -hmm. to play the sport. But I think you guys call that training, and coaching is something about motivation and mental coaching and stuff like that. When I when I use the word when I when I think about a coach, I think about somebody that's going to tell me, "Well, you're standing wrong. Your head was you wasn't square. Your alignment's off." You, you can't have that in a four day event because you just what are you going to teach these guys in four days about their alignment and stuff like that. Mm. It's mental coaching. It's about making the correct picks. It's about putting. It's knowing your. Well, it's your obviously, I, obviously, I think if you can find a combination of those, then you got the perfect fit, which is why you all have the perfect I mean, fit. Dar Darren Appleton mentioned it perfectly on on on, uh, on one of the posts that I put up, saying that you have to be a a coach, a manager, and a, um, what was it he said? A coach, a manager, and a psychologist. No, <laughs> see that he says America need all three. Europe can get away with two. Yeah, of course. You know, that's, so, what, you know, that's, that's what you're saying. You, could... so you don't have to find a Johan. You don't have to find Alex Lilly's overqualified for that job, in my opinion. I, I, I reckon Alex, if Alex used 30% of his ability, then he used a lot in that team, really. Yeah. If he's if he's with if he's in Team USA, he probably needs to use about 70% of the knowledge he has in order to get them through it, you know. But the amount of, of, of the knowledge that the man has is just it's incredible. You know, when it comes from outside the pool world as well, you know, with, it, with the, 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 the professional life that he has outside. And so he doesn't, he, he's kind of overqualified for that team in the situation it is just now because they don't need an Alex Laley. You know? Well, like I said, they're overqualified over until they lose and then there's a problem. That's it. What and it will happen. It will swap right? over again. It will swap over yeah. again. But um, yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah, get, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Calls It'll be interesting to see what happens. Any last comments? No, no it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, four or five minutes. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I hope everyone else that, uh, enjoyed it. I'm sorry we didn't get around to it. I know loads of loads of remarks here. I see Mike Siegel for Team USA. In my opinion, JJ stays. He has to stay, get the continuity going, give him that extra couple of years. He seems to have got his players on board, so I wouldn't be changing anything there. Um I want to thank you guys for, for, for hanging around for so long. Mike, I know you you had a busy week in Vegas as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's this is fun though. I always enjoy it. How cool was your interview with uh with Barry Hearn? That went quite well, I thought. I was well, I you know, like I said, they, they needed to get the pit bull reporter in there because getting Barry to talk is like pulling teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All I do is say hi, Barry. How are you? And that was and it. I just home. stood there for I just stood there for fifteen minutes. You ask him no, he's he's a, he's if 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 he can't get you pumped up about the game Amazing, and sport right? and thing, then you know yeah. you don't have a pulse because he's 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 the real deal. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining in, Raymond. Cheers, Mike. guys. Thanks to everybody for watching and uh, 
we'll see you next week once Nate's recovered because uh, yeah, yeah. He, he tried to play with the big boys and we broke him. No, that was, <laughs> that, that was a losing game. See you guys later. <laughs> see you later. Thanks a lot. See you guys. Thanks.